Louisville is having another extremely disappointing season, but these Tar Heels are on a mission. There is no time for sympathy, particularly for former Cardinal Jalen Withers. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, what's up? It's Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for joining us to get your Tar Heels content every single day. Big welcome to you every day. We're so glad you are here. If you're new to the show, we're glad you're here too. There's a great Discord community for Locked on Tar Heels. We'd love for you to join us there to be more part of everything. The link for that is in the show notes. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Well, it's Wednesday. Usually coach Pat Kilby would be here with me, but unfortunately his team had a late Tuesday night game. He wasn't going to get home till after midnight. So uh, just me today. But the good news is that Pack is going to join me post game tonight after the Louisville game. The plan, at least as of now, is for him to do the live reaction show with me. And then we will record Thursday's episode together. So make sure you tune in for that. Coming up on the show today, though, we're going to get to our four corners preview where we look at four things we're expecting out of this game. I'll get you all set up, help um, you get to know Louisville a little bit, plus some really neat stuff from the Secondary Break Club, Carolina's NIL Basketball Collective. Uh, but starting off, I want to talk about how you approach a game like this against a team that you're phenomenally uh, more better than, frankly. Here's how I'm terming this game. This is a take-their-will kind of game. Yes. Louisville has had a little bit more success in the last two games than they've been experiencing. Congrats. But they're going to get zero sympathy from me. They're going to get zero sympathy from Hubert Davis Club. They're going to get zero sympathy from Jalen Withers, who was part of that even worse team last year. And Frank, here's the thing. I hate it. College basketball is better when Louisville is really good. And that's just not where things are at right now. So I'd love to see them get it turned around. But not, not tonight. Not Wednesday night, because it's time for Carolina to continue doing what they're doing. You know, like Louisville, they feel like they've gotten a little bit better the last couple of games because their offense has gotten better. So let's shut it down. Make them regret thinking that their offense is better because Carolina is going to show them what an elite defense does, a defense that is currently ranked fifth at Ken Palm. And, and for Louisville... Their weakest spot is their defense. So Carolina's offense needs to go out and blitz them from tip, just like we saw against Syracuse on Saturday. It needs to be essentially a repeat of that game. Get 20-ish minutes or so for all of the starters. Get them out. I want the reserves in for the final eight to 10 minutes of this game. Again, just like what happened Saturday. That's the kind of game it should be with all 14 players seeing time. Now, as for this game, because Louisville's record is so bad, 
there was nothing to be gained in terms of resume for this game. There's a lot to be gained in terms of like more game experience, in terms of how how do we put the pedal to the metal, regardless of who we're playing. But from a resume sim- standpoint, it's simply a we can't lose this game kind of game. Now, you don't want to put that sort of pressure on yourselves as a team, right? Um, you want to just, hey, it's another basketball game. Let's go out and play for and with each other and executing what Carolina executes. That's how you approach this game. Like it or not, as you're trying to, you know, I mean, Carolina, Bracketology on Tuesday came out from ESPN and Joe Lenardi, as we predicted on yesterday's show, has Carolina as a one seed right now. So that means you don't want this game to be the kind of game where somebody looks up and it's like, oh, Carolina's having a little bit of a, of a tough time with Louisville. I don't know about that. No, 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 no. We're, we're to the point now where it's not enough to just win. You want to win and have style points. That's how uh, you continue to grow in the computer metrics or continue to be high. That's how you... Um, are viewed well in the eyes of the voters, of the selection committee, all of those kind of things. Style points matter. So not you don't want to run the score up. You don't want to embarrass them, but you want to keep playing hard. And there, there's a big difference there, right? Um, and, and I think this Carolina team understands that. I'm not concerned about them not doing that because this is another opportunity, just like Saturday against Syracuse was, to not play down. That's what inexperienced teams do. They play down to the level of their competition. That's what teams that don't have the drive and passion and determination that this team, I believe, has. They play down. That's what um, just mentally less strong teams, that's what they do. They play down. So playing Carolina basketball is another way to set yourself apart from the rest of the nation to say, it doesn't matter if we're playing Tennessee or Louisville or anyone in between, we are going to play up here and we're going to be there. We're going to execute. We're going to hustle. We're going to have energy, all of that kind of stuff. Um, In fact, in our locked on Tar Heels discord on Tuesday, several, several folks were talking about um, kind of some of what I'm saying right here. Like we don't want to see this game be a struggle. So for example, Steven in the discord, um, asked what would constitute a struggle. And, and Whitaker had this response. Um, a struggle to me would be the game being within reach for Louisville with eight or so left. Um, and so uh, that that's exactly where it's at. Somebody at uh, TB213 pointed out on the Discord that NC State and Miami both struggled with Louisville. And Louisville actually beat Miami. And then NC State won by just six. Uh, But again, as TB213 said, I'll just quote it, quote, never want to take the foot off the gas and lose to a terrible team because you didn't expect them to be competitive. I'm not worried about this Tar Heels team doing it. They are too elite, too mission-minded, too um, in for each other for me to be concerned about that. But as Whitaker pointed out on the Discord later, State Miami settled for jump shots throughout those games instead of attacking this weak Louisville defense that frankly can't stop uh, dribble penetration. And that's where Carolina is going to succeed. So as I said, Louisville has in their last two games beaten Miami at Miami. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that and gave NC State a good push over the weekend. 
According to one of Louisville's leading scorers right now, Mike James, he said this after the NC State game, quote, we're starting to play better offensively, sharing the ball and knocking down shots. We're just competing. So we took some stuff we did well from the Miami game, but we just got to clean up some stuff on the defensive end from this game and carry that over to UNC and Wake Forest next week, end quote. So I'm glad for them. You know, I'm happy. But again, shut that down. Carolina, what, what we're... What I've been saying it needs to be the calling card for this team to reach championship level production in terms of the record book and resume and stuff like that is the defense, right? Like I've given you this four kind of um, four bullet point thing. I want to look at every game now, energy, bench, defense, and rebounding. We're going to talk about bench and rebounding in a little bit, but it's about this defense. It's about having this energy from the tip going full board. Now, not over, but you know, not like I'm so hyped up that things are going to go up. No, that's not what I want to see, but I want to see this Carolina team ready to go, not overlooking, not thinking they're bigger or better than anyone else. Cause that's as, as soon as you do that is when you can get knocked off. So for Carolina, go in and attack and make it work. And let's get this one for Jalen Withers, who I hope has a big game. We'll talk about him more in the four corners in just a second. Speaking of, I'm really excited to see what Jay Witt can do against his former team, the Louisville Cardinal. Plus, I got the rest of the four corners preview coming up for you. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. Hey, what's one thing I can do this year that's going to take my business to the very next level? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. So that's why they've created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals. And when you have that many quality candidates, it makes hiring so insanely easy. We have big plans to grow this show in 2024 and beyond. And so I know that if I needed to hire somebody, doing getting the right team member as part of things is going to help me be able to do that. And so that's why I would rely on LinkedIn Jobs, which is the number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. They also know that small businesses wear a ton of hats and might not have the time or resources to be able to hire well on their own. But thankfully with LinkedIn, that process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Tar Heels are hosting Louisville tonight. We'll get you set up more on the specifics of the game and Louisville in just a minute. But before we get to that, I do want to give you my four corners preview for specific things I'm watching for in this game. And we mentioned him Uh, a little bit in the first segment, but it's Jalen Withers. And that's the fourth thing in the four corners preview. I really want for Jalen Withers to have a great game. Now that doesn't mean he has to score 20 points or get a double double or anything like that. It just means he has to keep progressing in the same way that we talked about following the Syracuse game um, on Monday show of this week, because Jalen has just slowly but surely been finding his way into his rhythm and role for this team. And I've been very encouraged by that as you're seeing bench production grow. And we're going to talk more about the bench in totality in just a second. But Jalen has been a massive part of that. Here are some of the specific reasons why. His turnovers are down. 
His rebounding is up. His scoring is has been better and is up. He just got his second double-digit scoring game of the season on Saturday. He's shooting great from the free throw line, eighty percent. Not doing a ton of three, uh, a ton from the three-point line. He's just two of twelve on the season. But again, Carolina just doesn't really need him to. And perhaps what I love the most is that Jay Witt's motor is always, always on. A great example of that from over the weekend was that run out that Harrison Ingram had uh, where, you know, he missed the layup and Jalen Withers was right there to follow it up. Syracuse, I think it was Judah Mintz that actually had a little bit of a advantage on Jalen Withers, but he just kind of stopped and watched it unfold. Not Jay Witt. He was right to the rim, and as soon as the ball went off, he was able to get that layup. Now, it's funny because Harrison Ingram talked later about it. he was thinking about a windmill dunk or something, decided he shouldn't, and then it was too late, and he was <laughs> it was just over. Um, but that is what the kind of thing that Jay Witt can bring to this team, and I love it. So, um, and, and just beyond all that progression that he already has, how cool is it to have a big game against your former team? So I want that for him so badly. Now, I know that brings with it sometimes you can be too overhyped right um like you're you're playing a team that you really want to beat or you've got an individual matchup that you really want to excel at something of that nature and you just come out too amped up and so i i hope he's able to control that emotion i'm sure coach davis will talk with him about that or other members of the coaching staff um but this this is an opportunity for him to just exercise some of the demons of winning only four basketball games in the entirety of last season. All right. Number two in our four corners review, uh, preview, excuse me, is rebounding. That's one of those four things of our EBD, our uh, energy bench defense and rebounding. As you well know, Carolina, cause and I, I say, as you well know, cause I've talked about it multiple times, but there was a three game stretch where things just went poorly for Carolina on the glass. Uh, and that stretch was UConn, Kentucky, and Oklahoma, who rebounded Carolina by 10, 10, and 7. And that's just not Tar Heel basketball. That's not what this uh, program does. In the games since, from Charleston Southern on, Carolina is plus 21, plus 10, plus 11, plus 7, and then plus 23 against Syracuse on Saturday. So this is an opportunity for a sixth straight dominant game on the boards. And what's interesting is that the offensive glass in particular has played a, a major role in this five game streak of dominating the boards. And here's what I mean. Carolina in that stretch, starting at Charleston Southern and then the four ACC games since has had at least 13 offensive rebounds in every one of those games including, I think it was 19 against Syracuse. If I remember correctly, I don't have the box score up in front of me and didn't put it in my notes. But what's interesting is that three-game stretch, UConn, UK, Oklahoma, where Carolina was out-rebounded, it's because they had three of the lowest offensive rebounding games in terms of total number of offensive rebounds on the season. I believe it was six and seven and maybe 10 in one of them, which tied the third lowest of the season. But since then, it's been 13 or more in every single game. So here's an opportunity to continue that trend. Let's make it six straight of getting to the offensive glass. Let's make it six straight of uh, a rebounding margin of plus seven or higher. And there's no reason to think Carolina can't do that because um, Louisville, in terms of total rebounds per game, is ninth in the ACC, whereas Carolina now is first in the ACC. 
Now I know some of this is how many shots are going in and how many aren't and all that kind of stuff. But Carolina should be getting there. I mean, we've seen so much out of Harrison Ingram lately on the glass. He contributes a lot. We've seen more from Jay Witt. Let's go back to him and Jalen Washington and other things like that. I talked about James Oconquo had three offensive rebounds on Saturday. And you can't expect that every game because he's not going to get in all the time. But it's everybody all in. You'll also recall that I said against Syracuse, all 14 Tar Heels played. All 14 Tar Heels had at least one rebound. And if I remember the number right, I don't have this firmly in my head, but I think I said nine of the 14 had at least one offensive rebound. Carolina's got to keep doing it. The other thing, number three in our four corners preview is the bench. It's part of our energy bench defense and rebounding. Last season, the 22-23 season, Carolina played 33 games. In those 33 games, the bench scored 13 or more points a total of 14 times. So recap quick, 33 games, the bench scored 13 or more points 14 times. Why do I bring that up? Well, because this season, Carolina has played 16 games and the bench has scored 13 or more points 13 times. That means if the bench scores 13 or more tonight, which there's no reason they should not do that, the Tar Heels in just 17 games will have matched that level of production from the entirety of last season. You know, I, obviously I'm, I'm tracking the um, bench percentage of bench minutes played, but I've also started tracking um, the percentage of bench points scored to the total points and just, you know, how many bench points there is in Carolina is doing exactly that. And in fact, seven games in a row now, the Tar Heel bench has 13 or more points. So this could be eight straight games of 13 or more points. I love, I love, I love the contributions coming off the bench, particularly in terms of getting the ball in the bucket. And it should continue tonight. We had nine points or more on Saturday from both Jalen's and Seth Trimble talking about seeing that again. And the fourth thing in our four corners preview is the free throw line. Carolina hadn't been getting to the free throw line as much as they had the rest of the season until the Syracuse game on Saturday, where Carolina got back to more similar and more consistent with their season long numbers. I expect to see that again, but the free throw line could play an interesting role in this game. And here's why not many teams compare with North Carolina in terms of their free throw late free throw rate, excuse me, meaning like the number of times you get to the free throw line uh, in terms of how many shots you're taking and all that kind of stuff. What's interesting is that Louisville actually has a slightly better free throw rate than do the Tar Heels. However, Carolina's defensive free throw rate, how much they keep the other team away from the free throw line is a, a good bit better than Louisville's. So which plays out, which wins in this? I'm really curious to see uh, less about how often Carolina can get to the free throw line. Although obviously I care a lot about that. I'm really curious to see how often Carolina can keep Louisville away from the free throw line. So that's something to be watching for specifically tonight. And here's the other part of it. It's not just about getting to the free throw line. As you well know, it's about like you could get there 30 times and not hit any of them. And it's not beneficial to you. So it's, you get there and then you got to convert them at a high rate. And Louisville's doing that. They are shooting, I think it's 74.6% from the free throw line. That's great. I think they're 60 something in the nation, if I remember correctly. In fact, I can tell you in real time because I still have the numbers pulled up. Louisville is shooting 74.6. That's 69th 
in the country. But here's the thing. Despite Carolina's free throw rate being a little bit lower than Louisville's, their conversion rate is better. So Carolina is making 76% of their free throws. That's 41st in the nation. All that to say, Carolina should have the advantage at the free throw line, but Louisville is going to test that more than just about any opponent the Tar Heels have faced this season. Who is this Louisville team? I don't know, because things are a little bit wacky. Their their personnel has been all over the place, unfortunately, because of injuries. And when things aren't going well, the roster is a mess. And that's the case. We'll talk about that. And got some fun new things that the Secondary Break Club is rolling out. And I want to share something with you. We'll do all that in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by FanDuel. Hey, the NFL playoffs just kicked off this weekend, but there's still time for you to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Their app is really easy to use, and there's a bunch of different ways to bet on games. Things like same-game parlays. They've got a new Explore tab that helps you find different types of bets that you want to get in on. Or how about some college basketball national championship odds? I bring it up because you better believe the Tar Heels are near the top. Number one in the odds are is Purdue plus 800, then Arizona at plus 1,000. Houston and UConn tied at plus 1100 and then Carolina and Auburn right behind that at plus 1600. So if you want to get in on that action, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but I'd like to talk for just a minute about preparing for those moments. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. Now, I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I love was getting sick while a supply chain issue stopped them from being able to get the life-saving medication they need. But thankfully, there's Jace Medical, and they make this thing called the Jace Case, which is a pack of five different antibiotics which treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, things like UTIs or skin infections. This could happen to any of us. So to protect yourself, visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than right now. So go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. All right, let's get ready for this game. Carolina versus Louisville. Let me give you the specifics. I'll introduce you to Louisville a little bit more, and we'll talk about it. Carolina, Louisville, tonight, Wednesday, January 17th. It's a late one, 9 p.m. Eastern tip, but don't you worry. I will be up with you for a live post-game reaction. So if you're a night owl like yours truly, I want to see you hanging out in YouTube. And actually, I've been meaning to mention, I'm going to start including those in the audio feed as well so that those folks who are audio only is getting all of that same content. Just don't want to miss out on anything there. This game is on ACC Network. FanDuel has the line Carolina by 21 and a half points. At Ken Palm, the line is Carolina by 23. All-time series record. The Tar Heels lead 19 to 7. 
Carolina has won four in a row, including six of the last seven games. Coach Davis has never lost against the Cardinal. He Cardinals, excuse me, it's not Stanford. Uh, Coach Davis is three and zero. Oh. Louisville is coached by Kenny Payne, a, a Louisville alum. He is in his second season for the Cardinals, and as we've already alluded to um, earlier in the show, unfortunately things just are not going well in Louisville right now. Uh, I, I legitimately thought they were going to go ahead and pull the trigger on firing Coach Payne, uh, either right leading up to or right after the Kentucky game earlier this season. It's just, it's just not good, man. I, I hate it for them. Again, I love college basketball is better when Louisville is really good, but it's not right now. So I'm curious to see what happens at this point. I would assume Louisville is going to maintain Coach Payne all season. And then I think we'll unfortunately probably see a coaching change after the season. Last year, Louisville was four and 28. Their only wins were Western Kentucky, Florida A&M, Georgia Tech, and Clemson. And all of those were home wins. Yeah, unfortunate. In fact, that Miami win last week was the first ever road, true road win for the, for Louisville under Kenny Payne. And so, um, again, Hope the best for them. Would like to see them better, but uh, not tonight. Carolina needs to blitz this thing. Louisville, obviously not ranked in any of the polls. They are 192nd at Ken Palm. Their offense rates 172nd. Their defense, 230th. And for frame of reference, there are 362 teams in all of Division One. However, Louisville is not the worst rated team at Ken Palm in the Power Six conferences. That would be DePaul, who is 264th. Yuck. In fact, even Vandy is one spot ahead of Louisville. It's just not good. In the net, Louisville is 232nd. That makes this very much a quad four game, which is why I said earlier, this is a game you just simply cannot lose. Louisville is one and three in quad one. Obviously, that Miami win is a quad one win. 0 and four in quad two, no quad three games, and then five and three in quad Four at barttorvik.com, Louisville is 210th. Uh, results this far Louisville is six and 10 overall, one and four in the ACC. Obviously, their best win is that Miami game, 80 to 71. Uh, lots of bad losses. I'm not even going to walk through those, just, just know that that's a thing. Um, but here's what's interesting Louisville has kind of popped up their head every now and again. Earlier this season, they lost to Texas but only by one point. And for a lot of that game, I don't know, maybe you watched it. I was dialed in on it. I really thought Louisville was going to win it, but Texas kind of pulled it out there at the end. Um, and then in addition to the Miami win, Louisville just over the weekend kept things really tight with NC State before ultimately losing by six. So they're at least competing recently and hopefully we'll provide a better test for Carolina. Like I don't want it to be a walkover. I want a competitive basketball game that the Tar Heels still dominate. In terms of players to watch, Louisville has five scorers averaging double digits right now. Mike James and Sky Clark are the two biggest names to know, the guys that lead the way with 14.3 and 14.2 points, respectively. Right behind them is Trey White with 12.2. And then the other double-digit scorers are Brandon Huntley-Hatfield and J.J. Trainer at 10.3 and 10.1. However, here's what I need to tell you. One of the biggest things you got to know about Louisville is that roster decimation has played a critical role for this team. Karan Davis was dismissed from the team earlier this season. JJ Trainer, who I just mentioned, one of the five scores with double digits, 
is done for the season, unfortunately, with a shoulder injury. Uh, Dennis Evans, a true freshman center, done for the season, a shoulder injury. In fact, Louisville announced that just like a week or so ago within three days of each other. Trey White, who I mentioned is the third leading scorer on this team, uh, had missed three games with a groin injury, came back in that uh, narrow loss to NC State over the weekend, but came off the bench. So we'll wait to see if he's back in the starting lineup tonight or not. He usually is. And then uh, another, Emmanuel Okorafor, uh, with an ankle injury, has missed the last four games. And so, man, I, you know, just piling on for Louisville, bad situation getting worse. Usual starters, um, they've had six different starting combinations in their 16 games. None, no combination has been used more than five times. But here's what you need to know. Mike James, Sky Clark, and Brandon Huntley-Hatfield have started all 16 games. So those are the stalwarts. We expect to see them in the lineup. Again, Trey White had started every game until his groin injury. So again, will he be back in the starting lineup? We wait to see. And then the last two games has been the usual three, plus uh, Danilo Yovanovich and Hersey Miller, who is Master P's son. How about that? That's really cool. Um, but so we'll see what that starting lineup is tonight. Uh, prediction on this game. Look, again, FanDuel has it Carolina by 21 and a half. And while you look at a line like that and say, that is a massive line. I don't think it's big enough. I expect Carolina, because they're a veteran team, because they're on a mission, because they're locked in and dialed in to really blow the doors off this thing and it to be a 30 points or more margin. There is nothing that Carolina has shown me to make me think they won't rise to the occasion and play Carolina basketball. All right. I promised you a little bit of information on a new NIL thing that the secondary break club was starting on Tuesday. UNC launched a custom NIL store for the Carolina players with officially licensed UNC merchandise. If you want to check it out, the link is unc.nil.store. Here's what's really cool about it is it's officially licensed merchandise that you can buy and have but what's neat is that the players get a significant portion of the money that is spent on these clothing items. And by the way, I should say, uh, TJ Beisner, who we've had on the show, the director of the Secondary Break Club, has been communicating with me directly about this. So this is coming straight from the horse's mouth. Um, one of the things that he said is that from a Secondary Break Club, I love it because this is a way that fans can contribute directly to NIL without just like, giving money like a fundraiser you actually get something out of this instead of just hey would you give us our money your money straight up you can get gear and the money goes to the player i love to hear that and and so it's a great way for secondary club uh secondary break club excuse me to facilitate that i'm super excited about it and i think it'll be a great thing now here's what you need to know right now the store is up and open but it's not as um breathed out what's you know what i'm saying uh it's not as expanded it's not as elaborate as it will fully be in the next few weeks but it will get their custom officially licensed apparel for every player um, if you want an example of what it will ultimately look like tj sent me a link to purdue's version of this and man it looks good and has great stuff basically the same link as carolina's if you want to check purdue's out to know what the carolina one's going to look like it's purdue.nil dot store so once again the carolina one unc.nil.store so check it out support these players man you, you think about all the transfers that came in this year all the guys that were retained this is how you keep the carolina 
uh, tradition alive and well is by helping support these players and make them want to be part of this program. We show it by how we support and encourage and cheer, but also the dollars matter, man, and we got to be all in on that. All right, big game tonight. Can't wait to join you for a live post-game reaction after that. And so I hope you'll be ready to join in as well. Come join us in the Discord too. Uh, You'd be able to chat with us all during the game in the live game thread. It's a lot of fun. It's fast moving and great. So that link for the Discord is in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe on video and audio. If you would, leave us a rating and a review so it helps bring in more people. Same thing with smashing the like button. That's why that helps. Want to remind you, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'll talk again tonight or catch up with us tomorrow. But until then, peace.